0: And, ankle and Elliot and some of the other guys who were limited yesterday. Yeah, um uh, Trayvon will be um he'll be limited today. We'll go, you know, we'll see if we can maybe get him into the individual will be the you know the most we'll probably do today. Um and um, Zeke is you know he practiced, you know, he took he took his limited reps yesterday. K Z, that uh, he's on four two avenue? Yeah, absolutely. Um, he will probably uh, be in the rehab group today.
1: Was it something that happened during, at the start of practice? Yes, yeah,
0: something long. that he was feeling on Monday after some work on Monday, and then uh, when he started out practice, it flared up.
1: Diggs is more of a management issue. There's not a great concern about this. Not of high
0: concern. That. Not of high concern, based off of, you know the ankle he sustained in the game. We we're talking to us while we we're putting in our phones
1: tweeting what you're saying. <laughs> Say it again. Is it weird talk is it weird stand up there while we're talking we just staring at our phones? It took a
0: while to get used to, but uh you know I I don't take things personal, so it's just another insult from the media. Kidding. <laughs> so
1: COVID list remains the same as well, yes too. Absolutely. Yep. We uh we talked to you quite a bit about we asked you about matchups with other players, but in matchups with coaches, with uh, uh, someone like Belichick who has such a long history of, of targeting what an offense does and taking it away, do you spend more time in that or can you spend too much time and outthink yourself? Can you just talk about it going against someone who has a long history of doing something?
0: Well, I them? think it's an excellent point, and I think you can do both. Uh, you know, you can spend, you know, too much time, you know, uh, trying to focus on, you know, how they're going to adjust and what they're – you know how they're going to uh, play, as far as how you know where they're going to tilt the coverage, and you know particularly the matchups up front, you know all the way through. So, um, really, our process is the same, you know, the way it's been for my whole head coaching career. I mean, we, we, you know, we start on the opponent on on Mondays, you know, just you know what our players. So you know we've had a chance to do the overview, uh, you know clearly clearly the type of game we're going to get ready to play and. Mm-hmm. A lot of individual, you know, focus uh, by the players. I think they're doing a good job of staying on top of their own personal self. Scott, and uh, you know, Wednesday and Thursday is is install day. So you know, we'll put it in the red zone, backed up, short yards, goal line, and all that today, and we'll get it. And then at the end of the end of the week, we need to really focus on how we're going to play the games. Because you know, at the end of the day, you know, they're the opponent, and it's an excellent opponent, and, and uh, they do a great job of you know. Testing you schematically, you know their offense and you know their their ability to you know to play downhill football, favorable down a distance. Uh, there's you know there's, there's going to be some you know level of deceptive in the game. You know I mean you're going to see that on a certain level and you know and I think the way they challenge it defensively. So I mean it's football. I mean they're going to uh, they create for a, a great challenge. You know I think playing up there and the, later in the day and you know we're, we're, frankly we're looking forward to this to this opportunity.
1: Every every NFL offense, I'm sure, does cut blocking. Including your guys so on occasion, the Patriots do it more, including with their offensive linemen. How do you? How has it been this week so far preparing for that? And what are your views about cut blocking? And uh, uh,
0: cut, come block, cut blocking is a is a you know it's a, it's a variation of blocking. I mean it's it's still part of the game. You know, obviously it's it's limited to inside a tight end area, and we know the new rules and so forth. So, I mean, um, you prepare for it, and I think it's. Also a product of, you know, that when you watch their offense, they're they they have more two back offense scheme, so which would which has a tendency to can bring that on more, you know, as far as the schemes that they're running. So uh, it's just like every other week. You know, you you look at the specifics of how that how they play blocks, you know, how how they attempt to block and you know, to me it's all part of the fundamental challenge. Just
1: defensive lineman, I know you're not one, but do you, do you guys kinda hate that when even though it is part of the game,
0: but someone diving at your knees doesn't sound especially fun. Uh, you know, once again, I, you know the way you present it is is you know is one thing. I think it, it, it is part of the game. There's a place for it. I mean, it's uh, you know when you, you're trying to gain leverage, whether you know whether you know we're lined up in an overload front, and you know whether they're trying to you know cut the defensive front in half. You know, but. You know, it's it's all part of the planning. You know, so um, you know, particularly when you don't have great angles on the backside, it's a it's definitely a, a technique and an option that's effective. Dan
1: Quinn was had a helmet on and was working on it with him. What do you think of that? Have you seen a
0: coach do that before? Uh, yeah. Well, it's been a few decades since I've personally done it, but he's uh, you know, he's you know, he actually showed it to me last night when we were uh, in his office. So uh, I think it's awesome. I just think it tells you, you know, Dan's approach and. And frankly, it's it's a smart thing to do when you get in there with the, particularly the D linemen. So, no, I think it's great. How did he, how did he grade out? How did you grade out? Yeah, we don't we don't grade the players or the coaches in public. So, yeah. <laughs> do you have any, a personal <laughs> coaching philosophy about uh, injured starters getting their job back when they are healthy? Yeah, I, I think you know, uh, like anything, you know, a lot of this is uh, there's circumstances to. To, to any personnel decision, I, I think you have to be open and honest about that. Um, so I, I don't have a cut and dry, you know, policy. I, I've, I've worked in I've worked in situations where there were, you know, and you know, and and it's gone both ways. So I think I think it, like anything, when you when you make decisions involving personal situations, I, I think you have to look at the scope of the big picture, and and uh, that'll be our approach. When it comes to a veteran guy. Do you? Try to talk to him if, if, if you're going to replace him with someone else. Is that more of a delicate situation because he is a veteran? Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, I mean, v- veterans definitely deserve and have earned a, a, a you know different level of respect. I, I, absolutely, I, I think that's you know part of the culture that um, you know how we feel we go about our business. Uh, but you know, but at the end of the day, I think you have to you know stay in tune with the big picture. You know, it's a long year. I mean, it's uh, you know you just look you look at the Roster uh, development and changes that we've had just in this short this short season so far. So, and that's I think we have to keep that all in perspective. I, I know we are as far as how you make those decisions.
1: Are you able to do anything with the players next week?
0: Are you able? Are you- well, there's some there's some limitations and so forth. Yeah, so we'll, we'll work on mo- we're going to work Monday with the players. What's
1: the, the question? What's the history of your state program in, in terms of where did it start and, and how? you Tell maybe how it's evolved since then in terms of how it's
0: different today than it was when it first began. You mean when when did it start for how we implemented it into our season or well, offseason? Something
1: that you did in Green Bay, and so just from yeah, start- Okay,
0: yeah. I mean it started I think back 2014, if I, if I remember correctly, of the year uh, something that uh, was researched for a couple of years. Uh, frankly, personally, I couldn't get my I wasn't comfortable doing it. Uh, we were having success as a team. And um, you know the, the schedule that that I was on is something I was very comfortable with, and and, and felt like you know our guys did a really good job with it. Um, but I think you have to be really honest and open uh, with everything you do. And 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 I know after every season, you know through the exit interviews, you know how can we evolve? You know the offense has got to evolve, the defense has got to evolve. You know. <laughs> Are we getting the players every possible resource that they can, that they need uh, to be successful on and off the field? So that, that, that was really the root of the conversation and how was how was it developed? Uh, I give Mark Lovatt, the strength coach in Green Bay, a ton of credit because uh, you know he he did the he did the, the big bulk of the research and was a huge proponent of it. And um, frankly, once I got comfortable with it and you know we made the change and you know and, and you trust your veteran players, you know different than. You know our our our, um, our player council does a really good job communicating. You know you trust their feedback, and um, and guys have been extremely positive about how they feel going into the game, actually the game day. So, um, and you know the schedule that was here before uh, was was something that I was familiar familiar with. I, I grew up with that schedule. You know with with Marty Schottenheimer and in the, in the '90s and a little bit of, and Jim Jim Hazza took it. A different variation of it. So, um, you know, I, I just think like anything. You know, the longer you do this, you, you got to stay, you know, stay open to, you know, potential change. That's the best thing for your team. And, and I, I clearly, I'm a huge believer in the schedule, and a huge believer in the state program, uh, because I've seen the results. I've seen the results. You know, you know, with this uh, fatigue injuries being reduced. Um, I, you know, we're, we're we have a vision to be a champion, and uh, you know, and I think you know you're planning for the later parts of the season they, they don't start when you know it doesn't start when you get there you have to do, you have to implement that now so simple as spent some time before I walked in here and on the field you know it's been raining all morning and you know just you know want to do everything we can to get out there on the grass you know so I, I, you know that's physical mental and emotional stress is additive so you you try to you try to do the best you can for your players and i think practicing on grass is is an important part of that.
1: The mental conditioning component of, that is today part of the state program with Chad. Yes. yes. In 2014, when you first adopted it, did mental conditioning exist as part of that, or did it exist? No, later? we didn't.
0: Have, we didn't have it on staff. Um, you know, it was something that we broke up between player engagement and strength conditioning. So, you know, I mean, it was facilitated uh, more through those avenues. Director, we had a director of research and development that was. Uh, That also handles some of those responsibilities, so it was was spread out amongst amongst the staff uh, the way we implemented it there. But um, you know, I love the way we do it uh, with Chad's involvement because it's you know messaging is important. He's got a tremendous background and he has a very strong connection with our players. The toughest part about that, with maybe with you and the players, is we're going to practice in a sense on Saturday, the day before the
1: game, versus that Friday.
0: Oh, definitely. Um, you know, it's. You know, I know we've talked about it before here. I mean, it's it's something that's been going on in um, track and field since the the Greek Olympics. You look it up. So, it's it's on the internet. Uh, so, I'm I'm told, but it's uh, you know something that's been part of track and field, and uh, particularly the, the players that that were, you know, to have track and field in their backgrounds, they love it. Um, they're, they're used to it. They, they identified with it right away. Um, I think your bigger guys had to kind of go, you know, let me, you know, let me let me feel this out first. But um, you know, I, you know, you're free to ask, talk to our players about it. You know, they they, they believe in it, and uh, you know, it, it always helps when you're winning games. So, uh, but I definitely feel it's the way to go. Mike,
1: when you think about the self that they all were doing after four games, what's the main differences in both the process and the results of? intentional self-scout like that versus the day-to-day self-scout that you're
0: always doing well the reality of it is the self-scout is really not any different because it is you know the the ability to have it week to week um, it's more about uh, the time you're able to commit to it you know to to commit a 30-minute meeting uh, after week one or two is probably not as you know beneficial than it would be after four or five because i mean it's just like anything we we all have tendencies. Um, you know, everybody has a fastball, curveball, and you got to have a changeup. So I, that's something that our guys do a really good job of staying in touch with. And you know, you don't get to throw as many pitches in the first two games as you as you would as you know after a four-game series. So I mean, there's the volume part of it is 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 part of that self-cult evaluation. But you know, our ability as coaches, I mean, it's a, it's a weekly process. It doesn't it doesn't change like we don't wait to the bye week and go, okay, hey, we're gonna have a big self-scout week. I mean, that, that's done every, you know, that's what Monday nights are, are about for us as a staff. Um, it's just, uh, do you have the time to to utilize the information and, and, and have more application into your training is, I think, why, I know I do, but I think that's why coaches probably make a bigger deal out of it after four weeks or when there is a bye week and you have more time to, to utilize it.
1: What's that balance when you're talking to players? Not just about what they can get better at, but not to opponents off with their tendencies of wanting to eliminate those, but not getting them so
0: in their heads. I think the biggest thing is you know, you know, every place is different, every program is different. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge believer in you can't watch enough video, and and if you don't, if you get to a point where you think you need to watch more, you know, make sure you watch yourself. You know, and, and the I think. Our players do a tremendous job of it. Uh, I think the professional athletes in today's professional sports do a tremendous job of. No one knows their body better than they do, and, and I mean I think you just look at the training and, and 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 the way these guys come into the league out of college, what they're exposed to compared to 20 years ago. So it's just a it's just a constant reminder to make sure that they know themselves and what they put on film, and know what the other guys watching. So I mean. And, and and that's important, you know, and and, and it'll definitely it'll help him a couple plays a game. I believe that.
1: I know Chad's messaging is designed to cater to players. I mean, he's trying to you know, still whatever message, messaging he has for them. But as a coach, have you been able to pick up on any of the things that he said and, and apply it to yourself? And has anything that he said been personally of use to you?
0: Well, I mean, Chad's Chad's messaging is 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 in line with the whole programs messaging I mean, it's all tied together so i mean we're, we're all um coaches you know players support staff you know we all have the benefit of learning from his his education level you know his uh, his uh, you know his ability to communicate and articulate um the message of the week you know in in his in his opportunity with the players yeah so it's it's not just a I'm helping the players deal. I mean it's it's all it's coordinated. Um, he does a tremendous job. You know, Roxanne, our video department does a tremendous job. So all those things are coordinated. Given
1: the weather's changing here, going to a cold place this
0: weekend, we got a bye week, and the following week we go to Minnesota when nice that's indoor. How much do you talk to your guys or have the medical staff say, Hey, let's be a little bit careful now? Love it. No, I love it. That's why we we, we want to get outside today in the mist. I mean it's will be great. Uh, smells like football, you know um love ATT stadium you know but uh it's you know playing on the grass is it's it's fun uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to going to New England
1: thank you